we are so happy to have this little band of joy. His name is Israel Marion Luanga. Amen. That's, I think, a wonderful name. Israel means a prince with God. Amen. And so let us dedicate Israel to the Lord. Lord Jesus, author of life, we come to you this morning with all our hearts. Because we know that all good gifts come from you. Our brother Luanga and sister Juliet have been given a blessing in their home. Brother Luanga and sister Manina Fejulieti, power the dome, a blessing of a child. The fruit of the womb. Lord, we they have come here today, this morning. To dedicate this child back to you. Lord, as you blessed Israel. I pray that you bless this Israel in my life. I gave him back to you, Lord Jesus. To a life of service. May he grow in the fear of the Lord. May he grow to serve the Lord. And while there are many things around him, that he will not be overtaken by them but he will overcome the world Jesus. I pray that he will be a prince with you I pray that you will use him in a mighty way Lord Protecting Father from all manner of sickness, all manner of the powers of darkness. Surround him with the angel of the Lord. In the presence of Jesus Christ be around. Provide for the parents, Lord, to be able to take care of him. Lord. That he, O oh God of oh glory, will be healthy, strong, and he will grow joyful. Bless the mother, Sister Juliet. Mama, Sister Juliet. Brother We dedicate now Israel Marion Luanga to you. Israel Marion Luanga to Muay Joy. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Those who are outside, why don't you come and take the seats? Because I can't even see some of you. I really would, would like to see you. Yeah, the brothers who are there, please, can you come up? The yes, I'm waiting. This morning, I'm not going to be lengthy. And, uh, also, I'm not continuing yet with my uh, series that I was. I just have something a little to chip in this morning. And uh, then we shall take our subject from the other services. But before we go to the word, I want to say a few comments on our 
contributions for the land. I know we have not given updates for two weeks. It doesn't mean we we have stopped. We are continuing. We are at this. We are not giving up. Well, I had a few amens. <laughs> we are not giving up. We are continuing until we, we hit our goal. And I'm so happy to announce today. I think the last time I, I did a, um, a, an announcement, how many were we? Anybody remembers? Yes, and I told you that by the end of uh, March, we should Amen. Amen. Well, we already ended March. March, and now we are started April. So I'm happy to announce now we have 11.3 million. 11.3 million. Amen. Amen. I know that some people when they hear our services, especially if they are not from Uganda, they wonder these people must be so rich. 11.3 million in five months. Million. Million. Of course, I'm talking about Uganda shillings, not dollars. <laughs> I was talking with a pastor's wife in Addis Ababa, Sister Morgan. And, and she was telling me, and you're talking in many million. Where will you ever get those 150 million? Uh, well, I told her that's just for the two thousand dollars. That least You know, our in Uganda, everybody is a millionaire. But now we are eleven point three million. And we are pressing on. And there are those who have been diligently fulfilling their pledges. I know there are those who give in the offering bag. I see Brother Martin here, Brother Mulonde, Brother Linda, myself, Sister Grace, Sister Stella, and and I do not know uh, those have come, those the ones I've mentioned have come from those that I've mentioned here. And since March 13. So the reason I read these names is because sometimes you may give and you may send it in and you don't inform us and we don't maybe count it or something like that or something happens and we don't receive it. So I'm so happy to announce that 
Kumana ino tamanyandi tuategede katinga soma tusobolo kutegeiro burundi. So when you don't hear your name and you you gave something, it's all it's always good you come to us. Katibo tauli la linyaliongo linachewa wadai ojajetuli. And let us know so we can rectify. Not tegeza ensonge terezewe. Ah, but the Joel is the one who does that, but. Him and Marvin at school today. Olga and you will be happy. Kola kolo alero ne Marvin bali kusemerwa ine bibuzo. Hallelujah. Amina. I believe you see here is what I have on my heart. Omani chino chenina kumetima guange. That by the end of this year. Oma kaguno we gugwera ko. We should be in our land. Tulina kuba mutakali afi. Amen. Amina. I don't care whether we have a building there or not. But we should be there. Next year. My heart's desire. Is that we do not be here anymore. Is that we go in our land. If there is a tree, we shall pray under If uh, there is no tree, we can just gather around and we share the word. How many believe that this is possible? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is going to make it possible. And he has already provided all the money. Only that that money is still in our pockets. Yes. He has already provided it. And we have it. And we should give it. If you don't feel it. Believe it. Hallelujah. Amen. And so today I'm going to speak to you. On a. A subject that I spoke on in the beginning of the year. Not because I do not have some new inspiration, but because I was inspired to speak on this. And I know how many came to my house on the beginning of the year. Uh, okay. Yeah, several of you. So that's what we talked about. I, I feel we need to refresh our mind. Amen. Why don't we stand on our feet? And we take Exodus chapter 10. And I will read verses uh, three. I'm really so happy to know that the Lord is healing uh, our, our little sister. Brother Martin sent me the pictures and it was really quite a, a traumatic experience. But our God is a healer. And Exodus 10, 3. We can actually read from verse 1. Oh, that's Brother Isaac. Oh, Muganda Isaac. 
We are reading Exodus 10, 3. Let us first take a moment to speak to the Lord. Lord Jesus, we ask that you come and speak to us. In these few moments, Lord, may we not hear from a mind of a man, but may we hear from you. Grant it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just a moment. I bless your name. Almighty God. I bless your name. Almighty God. Just take a few moments. To repeat those words with me before we read the scripture. I bless your name. Oh, God. I bless your name. Oh, God. I bless your name. I bless your name. Oh, mighty God. Oh, mighty God. I bless your name. I bless your name. Oh, my. With all your heart one more time, I bless your name, I bless your name, oh mighty God, oh mighty God, I bless your name, I bless your name. Sinzanga, Nago Sinzanga, Mukama, Mugambe, Nago Sinzanga,
I bless your name, Jehovah. I bless your name. To let the Holy Spirit just come down and fill you with, with deliverance, fill you with the hope of glory. Why don't you take your burden this morning and let Him take it? Let Jesus take it this morning. Oh, church, we need to raise to that moment where we shall let the Lord Jesus take our burdens. Where we will let him come and have his way this morning. We don't want to just be a group of people coming here. We want to be a people that will meet Jesus Christ. Will you receive him? Open your heart to him. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. One more time we ask you to just come. You know our heart's desire. Each of us has something in our hearts. A need that they have. Can you come and answer our need? Oh, we need you this morning. We are nothing without you. We are desperate for you. We bless your name. Bless your word as we go to the Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants that I might show thee my signs before him. Mukama na gamba musanti yingireri falao kubanga ngakanyiza omutima gwe no mutima gwabaddube ndio kenda go bubonero bwange buno wakati wabwe. If the Lord hardens the heart of Pharaoh it is because he wants to show his signs. Mukama bwakakanyaza omutima gwa Pharaoh kitegeza ayagala kulaga bubonero bwe. If there is something that you are praying for and have been believing for and it is taking too long to manifest because God wants to show his signs. Amen. There are people who believe in signs and wonders. And, and God sometimes hardens the people and the, the things around us so that He can manifest His signs. Those signs are not for us. Those signs are for them that believe. Amen. Pharaoh was an unbeliever. And God wanted to show his signs. 
And Apostle Paul said, signs are for them that believe not. And God does it through us so that they can know we have a living God. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. And, and that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son what things I have wrote in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them that ye may know how that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That our children and our children's children will know that He is the Lord. Are you here, church? And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews. How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. Mosane Aaron neba yingira eri falao neba mukamanti boatio boayokera mukamakatunda wa bebulani anti ori tu sawa okugana okweto wazamama sogange lekarantu bange bamperezi. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Uh, Sister Dorothy, I'm happy to see you. Amen. And I was, you know, uh, sharing with her a little bit. And I think in the coming weeks, I will take a, a, a subject on, uh, well, I'll just keep it for now, but there's something I want to speak on in the coming weeks. And uh, for the church to edify the church. You know, we as believers need to know where we stand. You know, if we do not have roots, then you cannot grow. If you are tossed to and fro, then you cannot be established. And we as a church need to be firmly established in Christ. Amen. Amen. Of course, the word does that. Amen. Amen. And we see that God spoke to uh, uh, Moses and Aaron and spoke to them and, and, and say that Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus say the Lord God of, he, of the Hebrews, how long will thou refuse to humble thyself before me? And so these, these Hebrews, they were not like the Egyptians. Are you following me, Charlie? These Hebrews were different people. These Hebrews had a purpose. God had called them and separated them from all the different manner of people on earth. 
And he had anointed them to fulfill God's purpose. And they were, you cannot tell me they were the same as the Egyptians. They were all human beings. And the Hebrews were different. And until today, I want to tell you there is a promise that God gave them. Amen. And He said that they will possess the gates of their enemies. And He also told them, Whoever will cast you, I will cast. And whoever will bless you, they will be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you, I've been in Ethiopia. And I was meeting one man. And he began to tell me that he was in one of the conferences. Well, there was also the ambassador, just recently, where there was also the ambassador of, the, of Israel. And they were speaking about the Ethiopian Jews. And there many doctors and many, you know, people, dignitaries. And they are talking about these Jews. There are specific groups of them that live in the northern parts of the country that people dislike them. And one of them, actually the brother was telling me that they the, the people think that these people are accustomed to them. You know, because they would just look at you and you can be cast. And they, they say they, they are bad eye. And so they, they, they don't like them. When they go somewhere, they, 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 the people in the caves or wherever, the people throw like rolled stones over them Abantu. many of them are killed that way and they've been suffering for ages in those areas and so that, that, that conference was try and see how they can get them back maybe to their homeland or to try and see how they can be able to live and cohabit with these people and, uh, but you see the, what the people and the, this man told me that no one it is in his words I'm commenting I'm he said no one in our country we've been cast because how can they treat the Jews that way you see let me tell you this is a promise of God do you believe in God believe in the God of the Bible the God of the Bible is actually the God of Abraham the God of the Bible is the God of Isaac the God of the Bible is the God of Israel Therefore, our God is the God of the Hebrews. The God we serve and worship is the God of Israel. That's why a true Christian will always be true Jewish. Let me put it this way. He will always be pro-Israel. No, 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 no. He will always be pro-Israel. He will always be supportive to Israel. That's why you see in many churches you find the Jewish uh, five-star flag of David. Because 
Have you seen that before? Mwali mchirabyeko makanisa. Some of you were wondering that's the reason why. I wouldn't have a problem if you have it here. Inzenange sirina buzibusinga tulina bendera ya Bible ya wano. Why? Wachi. Because God Katonda. vindicated himself. Yeyoleka behind these people and he had a purpose for them and he elected them and he chose them to manifest his name they had a purpose they were not the same like the other whoever blesses Israel God blesses whoever curses Israel God curses whether you believe it or not that's what the Bible says are you Bible believers that's what the Bible says hallelujah amen I am for Israel. I support Israel. Not because I want to, but because the Bible that I believe tells me to. The Bible tells us to pray. It doesn't say pray for the peace of Uganda. Bible Pray for the peace of America. Pray for the peace of Ukraine. No. The Bible says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Amen. Israel is a special country. A special people. Whether they know God now or not, they are still speaking. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just felt on pushing, pushing on, on that point, but yet that, that's not my summary. And so here they were in Egypt. And God did not want them to stay in Egypt. Do you know the reason why? Because there was a purpose on their life. And that purpose was to serve the Lord their God. They were not created to make mortar. They were not created to build Egypt. Hello, church. And I'll tell you that Egypt is a type of the world. And Israel is a type of the church. Israel natural Israel is a type of the Israel spiritual. We are not natural Israelites. But we are spiritual Israelites. Amen. The Israelites were special people. They were royal people before God. speaking, we are the real people that God had in mind. We are a royal priesthood. We are a priestly nation. We are kings and priests. We are special before God. We are his royal seed. And he said that his seed shall possess the gates of his enemy. He not says seeds. He said seed. He was talking about the royal seed of Abraham. The royal seed of Abraham was not Isaac. The royal seed of Abraham was 
Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus overcame Satan. And Jesus is overcoming Satan. And Jesus will always overcome Satan. Hallelujah. Amen. And when Jesus overcame Satan, yes, we are going to stand. Amen. He bathed many after his kind. Amen. Amen. As soon as you receive the Holy Ghost, Amen. You are like Jesus. You are also a royal seed. And you have a purpose. Jesus was born for a purpose. We also were born for a purpose. Our purpose was not to serve Egypt. Our purpose was not to uh, you know, accumulate land. Accumulate properties. Buy cars. Become rich. Become educated. That was not the purpose why we were born. Those are good things. But that's not the reason why I'm here. I was born for a purpose. You were born for a purpose. And until you find your purpose, your life is a loss. Many people live in this world serving Egypt. And they think that that's the purpose why they were born. Many people, when they serve God, to them it's a burden. When they serve God, to them it is a side business. When they serve God, to them it is something they do when they don't have something to do. When they serve God, they are helping the pastor. When they serve God, they are trying to be nice. Let me tell you, God is looking looking for a people who will serve him. Amen. Because they realize it is their purpose why they were born. And I'm speaking on a purpose-driven life. A purpose-driven life. God bless you. Amen. Not a life that is floating everywhere. Not a life that is going to get masters and PhDs and then die. Not a life that is going to get all the riches of the world and then die. The Bible says, what does it profit? For a man to gain all the world and lose his own soul. There is one life to live. And then after you have lived it, then the judgment. But I tell you what, church, before we talk about ourselves, let's look at Israel. Israel also was the same way like us. Spiritually though. Physically. They were a people. That God had called. That God had loved. And God had had a purpose for. No man could kill them. Even when he was the mighty warrior. Amen like Goliath. 
No waters can kill them. Even when it was first like the blue night. Moses could not die. There was a purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. Pharaoh could not kill Moses. Not because Moses was powerful. Not because he was intelligent. But Moses had a purpose. Nothing can destroy me until the purpose of God in my life has been accomplished. I need to be crazy with that. Hallelujah. Amen. Before you become crazy with that, it cannot mean anything to you. Hallelujah. I need to be walking in this world when I know I am leaving my purpose. Nothing of earth can harm me. So I am sheltered safe within the arms of God because there is a purpose. I have a purpose for my life which God created me for and he put me on earth. That purpose it is not to eat food. That purpose it is not to sleep. That purpose it is not to give birth to children. Not to marry. Not to get married. Not to get wealth. That purpose it is to serve the Lord. The purpose is to bring out the life of God. God wanted the Israelites to go and serve him. Let my people go. That was the purpose of God. For them, whether they wanted it or not, they were going to serve God. Whether Pharaoh wanted it or not, they were going to serve God. That was the purpose of God. could stop it. And today, once again, we know there is a purpose of God. For Israel. Gathered again in the homeland is a prophecy. In the last days, which is now, they have to be gathered again in their homeland. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, listen, church. Look up here. They have to be gathered again in their homeland. If it will take the second world war to do it. God let it be. And it happened. The second world war. Drove the Jews back their home. If it will take the Ukraine war. God will let it be. And thousands or I don't know maybe there are hundreds yet. Of Jews. Are back to Israel. From Ukraine. Ukraine. <laughs> it took the Ukrainian war. To drive them back. Why? It's the purpose of God. For them to be in their homeland. Because God deals with the Jews as a nation. Not as a, an individual like us. The purpose of God has to be accomplished. Before you, before you know your purpose, why you are born, you have not yet realized the essence of life. 
Men, oh God, help me to be able to bring this to you. Many people in this life, they chase, they chase after wind. They live their life chasing after wind. Chasing after things that do not matter. Let me tell you, church, the, the day I realized this message is true. The day God proved to me that this message is true. I made up my mind to serve the Lord with all my soul, all my heart. All my body, all my substance. I made up my mind. I was in school. And even when we had a very, very serious uh, uh, you know, gathering at school. I would rather escape and go to hear the word. I would rather be in church. I would rather be around the word. You may call me a fanatic after this. But I know what I'm talking about. Even when I was at school, I was burning up to tell somebody else about what God has done for me. I was burning up to share my testimony because I realized I found purpose. My purpose was to believe the truth and to live the life of Christ and to manifest it to others and to help others in whichever way possible. Our prophet saying eternal life is living for others. Eternal life is not doing all the commandments of the Lord and living your holy life and then you die a, that is not a purpose driven life a purpose driven life affects others Jesus was our example when he came on earth what did he do he went with the publicans with the prostitutes and the disciples were offended at him. but he was leaving his father what was his purpose? His purpose was to bring a change. His purpose was to manifest the will of God. He did not go to the Pharisees. Why? Because the Pharisees thought they did not need him. But he went to those that he knew they needed him. He did not go to them to do what they were doing. But he went to them and to show them there is a better life. Hallelujah. Amen. Bring one prostitute Later, to where Jesus was. Yes, Wari. Watch that prostitute. Watch her being turned into a holy saint. When she came one time. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't care with what attitude she came to him. But she came with an attitude.
an atmosphere around her when someone is living an immoral life if you are a spiritual man you don't need you know the angel to come down for you to discern the situation you can literally feel the atmosphere an immoral atmosphere and this woman entered the room and Jesus was sitting down and when she came the moment she reached where Jesus was she had entered into a new atmosphere a child of God leaving his purpose as a new atmosphere around them an atmosphere an atmosphere that attracts sinners. So that when they come and walk into it, they walk away saints. They walk away chained. They walk away empowered. They walk away with a new mind. When Jesus was seated there. The woman came and began to you know shed a tear. I don't even know why she was crying. I don't even know why. But from what the disciples say, it shows that they knew how these people behave. Because they told Jesus. They, they say to themselves, we wish we know he knows what type of woman that she is. She was there crying, massaging Jesus' feet, showering it with his own tears. You could say tears of prostitution. Why was she crying? There could be many perspectives. The disciples could have one perspective. And they might have said, This woman is lasting after him. Or else, why is she crying? Why is she putting her glory, her hair, on him? That is the worst a woman can do. Clearly, this woman is showing interest in our Lord. And the brother Banam says, Jesus was tempted with all manner of temptation. Even as we are. So was he tempted? Oh yes he did. He was tempted. Okay. Was he overcome? No, sir. He could not. He cannot. Because there was something else that the devil never knew. There was purpose. Before God is done, his purpose in my life, the enemy has no right, the enemy has no authority over my life because I am sheltered in the arms of Jesus. And here are the disciples saying we wish he knew. Ah, she's just crying there 
She's putting her air on him. Eh? Mm. He wants to bring a last into our, our master. I wish that kind of woman. Such a well, a wretched, a wretched prostitute. Bad. Rotten. Our oh, is our Lord blind? He can't see. Peter said in his heart, I wish I could carry on chase out and throw out of Oh, such a holy man. But Jesus, he was different. His life was purpose. He came for that woman. He knew that this woman was a whore and a prostitute. Jesus knew the life she was living. Jesus knew that this woman is not worthy. But Jesus knew that his life was a purposeful life. And his purpose was to destroy the works of the enemy. to destroy the powers of the devil. His purpose was to break the powers of the devourer that was working upon this woman. That is why he didn't chase her. He didn't chase her because he knew in him is salvation. In him is power. In him is hope. If he chased this woman, he would have judged her to death. He would have condemned her to death. If Jesus didn't have a purpose for his life, maybe he would have been taken by this woman. But the good news is Jesus had a purpose. He was living a purpose. And the moment she started doing that, Jesus was seeing another thing. And the disciples were seeing another thing. Two ways of looking at the same thing. The disciples were like, our master is being tempted. And Jesus was saying, she's heart stricken. Oh, she's smitten. She's convicted. There's a deliverance taking place. Don't touch her. Let her be. Let her be. And Jesus left her. You don't know what it means for you, brother, to sit there. And a woman come and massage her. Mix it with her tears. Like oil. Put her hair. Very soft. And while she's crying there. My dear wife, would you let any woman go? She just said, big temptation. You would call a deacon. Send this woman out. 
what am I showing you? If your life has a purpose, it is revealed to you. No one else will see it. Leave your purpose. Don't mind about others. What they think about you. What they say about you. You are spoiled your life. You are a fool. You have lost opportunity. You have no mind. You have no sense. You are crazy. But you will know. I have a purpose. I am not a fool. I know what I'm doing. I know what I believe. I am persuaded that Jesus Christ is able to fulfill his purpose in my life. And you will come to church. You will come to church every Sunday. You will come to church every Wednesday. You will come to church every Friday. Whenever there is a service, you will come to church because you know there is a purpose. I don't come to church. I don't come to church to be seen. I don't come to church because I'm perfect. I come to church to see Jesus. I come to church for him to make me perfect. Hallelujah. Amen. If you realize you have a purpose-driven life, you cannot come to church and be somewhere else. You cannot come to church and your mind is somewhere else. Am I preaching to someone this morning? Hallelujah. Then God told the, 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 the Aaron and Moses, God said Pharaoh, and they reached there and they told Pharaoh, I got to say that I said, the Lord of Hebrews, the Lord God of Hebrews, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go. That was the purpose of Moses. All his life. His purpose was not to marry Daughter. To have those children that he had. How many, you even, how many even know that Moses was a married man? And that he had children. It was a by the way. How many knew that Moses one day was a, a, a harder That's was the by the way. My purpose is not to have a wife. To raise children. That's not my purpose. My purpose. My purpose. Is not to become rich. To have land, land and, 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 and then after you have had everything. Ah, my purpose has been oh, That is not my purpose. My purpose is to live for God. Is to live for others. My purpose is to manifest the life. 
of Jesus Christ. If God Katonda. gives me a wife, I'm going to treat her well. Why? Why? Because that is my purpose. To live for others. And if I'm going to live for my wife, I will treat her like a queen. I will treat her like a child of God. I will treat her like a saint. Because that is my purpose. If God gives me children, hallelujah, Amen. I am not going to throw them to a nanny. I am not going to throw them to a boarding school even for someone else to raise. I am going to raise them. Why? Because that is my purpose to manifest Christ in my family to manifest Christ in my children to manifest Christ whether I become rich, it is for my purpose to be achieved. If I get a lot of money, I'm going to use that money for the purpose of God in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. I am not going to take that money and spend it on, on things that don't matter. I am not going to use it to drink alcohol. I am not going to use it to buy prostitutes. I am not going to use that money to serve the word or Egypt. I'm going to use that money to serve the purpose in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. If I get an education, when summer, I'm not going to use that education to serve the purpose of the devil. I am going to take that education and use it for the purpose of God. If I have a job, hallelujah. Amen. My job is not going to be my king. My job is not going to be my life's purpose. My job is going to be a way to help me live my life's purpose. And when that job amen, comes against my purpose, it's time to go. I am driven by a purpose. If anything stands that purpose, hallelujah, it's time to drive more. I'm going to drive myself towards that purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you think your purpose? Did you think that your purpose is to leave? Mare, have children, become old, and die. Brother Martin sent me a message. A young man, how old was he? Twenty-five. Who is 25 here? Yes. Oh, brother Sam. Solomon. 25. What have you done in your life that you can be proud of now since you were born? Hallelujah. You must be able to answer that question. Oh, no, 
every one of us must be able to die. And the young man just died. He was planning on getting married. He died. Just like that. No, for what? It was sickness. And he died. No, for now I ask you, did he leave his purpose? I thought so much about that. Issue. That young man inspired what I'm preaching. His life. They have been watching. On Facebook. Facebook. On WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Even people that I did not know. That knew that young man. And yet they know me. One of them is my sister. My own blood sister. And this young man. And I said, oh, God, what you have done. And the life you have impacted. You have impacted us. And I, I, I texted my sister. I said, do you know this young man? Is his name so and so? He said, she said yes. We are at church now. Because of that young man. My own sister. Went to a message. It was him. Who impacted her. It's not because of the money he made. I, it was then that I realized it was one of my brothers actually. Employing that young man. I didn't know. I didn't know. But you see, that doesn't, doesn't count. The money he made was not talked about. The, 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 the friends he made. Not important. But what you saw on Facebook, Facebook every media amazed, until I find out who is this young man. And I found out, listen to me, church. And I found out, this is a young man that never missed church. He was always in church. He, he, he was... Manning the videos. I learned that he was even the one sending, making some, uh, 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 that is these things that uh, their church was sending out quotes of Brother Banham, and you know, very professional, and he made, he was the one making But his name wasn't even on it. It was the logo of his church. But that is a legacy. Of his purpose. The only thing that is talked about him now. And his achievements. Is what he did for others. Because of how Christ impacted him. And the life he lived. The life of testimony. Of Christ in him. And I want to say, even if someone dies at 10 or 20, if he has lived that purpose, it's a life worth it. I don't care how 
many years I will be when I die. But I want to be remembered as someone who impacted the lives of others. As someone who did not claim to be a Christian and lived another life. When we went into the plane, I thought, I remember I was one time in, uh, in Hawassa actually. And uh, Ethiopian Airlines crashed. It had just started off. And it crashed just a few minutes after. Big aircraft. Many people there. Many professors in Important people. VIP. In just a moment. They all perished. No one could even see any of them because they were all turned into. Yeah. Into ashes. That's how terrible a crash can be. And I was in the aircraft. And as the, it was a smooth, a smooth takeoff. That was yesterday. This is a smaller aircraft. But I thought many things were shaking in the plane. I thought about that plane. Not that I fear death. I don't fear death. I know where I am going if I die. I know. Because I made up my mind. But as the plane was shaking, shaking I thought those people perished. We could just perish right now. But if we do, what will my life be remembered? By the way, this is a question that we don't ask often. Because no one thinks about that they will die. No one, no, no one even wants to think that it's their turn. Hey, listen. Right now, someone has just died. They didn't think that they would die. The person I mentioned, even now, someone has just Maybe in an accident. They never thought. Even now, every moment we live, someone is being born. Do you think that's our purpose to be born and to die? I want you to think about this really. with all your heart. When you receive this revelation, the way you are seeing things is going to change. They will no longer beg you. Come to church. They will no longer beg you. Give your money to the Lord. They will no longer beg you. They'll no longer beg you. Let's go for outreach. 
and to you who go, whether you carry the speakers alone, whether it hits your leg, I want you to be encouraged today. You have found your life's purpose. Leave it to the fullest. When you're praying for somebody else, for a lost soul, you are living your life's purpose. You are, when you are taking your money and you give it towards the work of the Lord or helping another soul you are living for others you are living your life's purpose you will have eternal life the Bible says make yourselves friends of the unrighteous mammon so that when amen, you die they will receive you in everlasting habitation hallelujah amen. hallelujah amen why? Because you use your money well. Hallelujah. Amen. You use your money well. And the Bible says, Amen, they will come to me. Hallelujah. Amen. And I will tell them, enter in. Because I was naked. You dressed me. Because I was hungry. You fed me. When were you naked? When were you hungry? You used your money to buy yourself a ton to buy yourself eternal life. Is that in the Bible? You're not sure. It's right in the Bible. I think there's a service, I, a minister, I don't need, and we read a lot of scriptures. I don't believe my money will buy me eternal the life. The blood of Jesus Christ has already done it. But there will be some whose money will buy them eternal life. It's not something they do to be seen. We are helping the poor today. As you can see, we are giving brothers. We are giving cousins of God. That's not what I'm talking about. Where you do something out of your life's purpose. I've realized that in my life, I've done things for people until they never understood the reason why I was doing them. Why? Isn't it too much? What can I do for you? People do things for others. So that others can also do for them. Whatever Jesus Christ did. He did it for us. He didn't expect nothing. It was his life's purpose. Why do you want to come to church? So that he will give you something. Why? Why do you want to go to church? So that you can make you rich. 
Oh God is looking for a people that are going to go to church because it is their life's purpose where they are going to serve God because it is their life's purpose where they are going to throw away those kind of ragged clothes because it is their life's purpose. It's not your clothes that save you. No. You dress well as a Christian. Because you have found your purpose. You know that song. Hallelujah. I have found him. Who my soul. So long as great. Jesus satisfies my longing. Amen. Through his blood oh, I now I am saved. Hallelujah, Muzude. From the moment. I'm so emotional with these words because this is my life. From the moment I gave my life to Jesus, I was 13, 12, there I can stand before you and I tell you, I don't remember a day I missed church when I could go. Remember. And that doesn't make me better than all of you. It is simply, I'm giving my testimony of finding my life's purpose. And I believe there are many of you who can give the same testimony. Even when I was in bed, feeling tired, feeling like sleeping. When I realized, oh, it's charged. It's not me. It it's the purpose in me. It pushes me. I got a charge. I arrived at home at around, I think I slept around 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. today. And I was so busy yesterday the whole day. I literally did not know that I could come to church today. My wife woke me up three times. Until I finally woke up. But when I did, again I felt weak. I said, and then I, said, I looked at the watch. Something in me said, it's time for church. Not because I was coming to preach. But because this is my life's purpose. And even if I did not want to preach. If it is his purpose for me to be a preacher. Apostle Paul said. Boy unto me. If I do not preach. If I do not fulfill my life's purpose. If your purpose is to be a preacher, why unto you if you don't preach? If your purpose is to be a Christian, why unto you if you don't live like a Christian? If your purpose is to live, even a prayer, 
full life for others. Well, unto you if you don't if give your purpose to give your money to others to help them. Boy, unto you if you don't if your purpose is to love others. Boy, unto you if you don't there is a purpose able to enter life and God has purpose that when an individual finds their life's purpose and begins to walk in it nothing can destroy them as long as they are on the post of duty Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why when I preach, I speak with authority. That's why when I speak the word, I speak as though I know what I'm talking about. Even when I am nothing. Why? Because I know I am fulfilling my life. And then I know God is with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I was in Ethiopia, where there was no believer, and we would preach, and people sleep because they are bored by the word. They don't know the word, and therefore they are bored when they hear. Oh, it would give me a lot of pain in my heart. And, and I, I, they couldn't even sing. They didn't know how to sing. Oh, I could feel so bad. And then I, whenever I come to church, let me tell you, let me tell you, church, there are those times in Ethiopia, Ethiopia when I would literally drag myself to church because it was not an enjoying experience. Where you go there and there's good music and, and where, where, there is, where people are putting on the word. No. When, when the service would, would come, I would be like, oh, yet again. But it is duty. I have to do it. Because this is my calling. I cannot give it up. And then I would go and pray. And they would some of the after a year, you'd hear one say, Amen. Amen. And then you'd be encouraged. Ah, you'd be and then, you know, and then the one who was on the piano, we even took to school. They did learn it. <laughs> uh, they, they, it was all boring. But when I was there this time, even those who did not know how to sing, I saw them singing, dancing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Oh, my dear wife. You remember Brother Morgan? He song lead. I saw him song leading. It's a miracle. <laughs> what happened? If I had given up on my life, Papa, many souls would be in this. That's why the support said, Woe unto me. If I don't, whatever God has called you to do, and you don't do it, Woe unto you. Meaning you are picking yourself a car. But if you obey, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you obey, it's not going to be easy. He never said it will be easy. But he said, I'll be with you. And I'll be in you till the end of the world. When is he with you? 
He is only and only with you. When you are walking in your life's purpose. And I tell you when you are walking in your life's purpose. Men will disagree. Men will misunderstand. Men will be confused. But brother, if you know it's your life's purpose and you are sure of it, don't fear man. Hallelujah. Amen. Go to Jeremiah. Don't fear their faces. I called you. I ordained you. I sanctified you. And I made you a prophet unto these people. Before you were in your mother's womb. Before you were in your mother's womb. Whatever God ordained you to be. He has already given it to you. Now. I ask you today. Have you found your life's purpose? Have you found your life's purpose? If each of you at this time would find their purpose, we would be a thriving church. We will be. We will be a thriving church. Amen. Now, I'll read for you a quote in the message taking sides with Jesus. And I'll be finishing shortly after. The prophet says, that's the way it is. We might be different. That's all right. But we are still one. We are one in Christ. We believe this message. And let us stay with it. And I think that's the thing to do to keep on carrying on until Jesus comes. And that's what I wanted to say in that manner. You've got to be enthused with it. Enthusiasm. Have you ever seen someone who is enthused? How many have ever seen someone who is enthused? I'll give you an example. I've told you and I've stood here and I've told you that this is a vision. We are going to have our church land. What's the purpose? That's the question. What is motivating us? That is our purpose. It will give us enthusiasm. Right? Mm. Brother Luanga goes to, street, to the streets to preach. Even when sometimes he's very tired. I try to understand why he does it. Is it for money? Do you still collect money? No. 
He no longer collects money on the road. Did he stop? In the Pentecostals, he was collecting. In the message, he realized we don't collect money. When we are doing outreach, if they bring it, we tell them thank you. But we need your hustle. Take your money. No, I'm buying for you water no, for your throat. I don't want water for my throat. God wants your soul. Did he stop preaching? No. He still goes. Sister Luanga, where is she? Does he still go? He still goes. How much does he collect every time he goes? Nothing. Why does he do it? Where does he get enthusiasm? Father, why do you play the piano? Since we started this fellowship, it's always been there. Is it because you are my son at home? So you are helping me? No, you need to confess. Why do you do it? How much do you receive for it? Nothing. Why? Where do you get enthusiasm? Where do you get a rave to do it? You know, enthuse is to express eager enjoyment. Interest. Eager enjoyment. Huh? And interest to be motivated. It is church today. Oh, hallelujah. Today. I should be the first one. Remember when we, 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 we first believed? We would always be competing. Who would be the first one to take those sweeping blessings? Because of course the first at church would be the first one to sweep. So whether he's a brother or a sister, it didn't matter. As long as you are the first one, you are the one who takes the blessing. You sweep the church. Clean the chairs. Clean the pulpit. And then begin to pray. And then the others they find you when you're already enjoying. The motivation, the enthusiasm. What is it, man? Why did we do that? I ask you, days of the voice fellowship. Where is our enthusiasm? Where are the younger men and women? Who are going to run to church to take the first place? The prophet says, if you have the Holy Ghost, you will run to church even before the doors are open. You will be there. You don't do it out of duty. But you are doing it out of a calling. Out of a life's purpose. Even when you are not in church. And you are somewhere. You are not happy. Now that we are streaming. You will say let me stream. 
if you really cannot make it. But there is no way as a believer, listen to me, church, that you would say, let me stream when you can be there where the action is. That shows there is something missing. Where is your enthusiasm? The prophet of God says you have got to be enthused with it. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are going to preach it, preach it like you are enthused. Don't preach it as if you are giving news. You know I was telling you as if you were dry rock. I don't believe in that kind of preaching. Because I can't even do it. Even when I say today, I will just speak a few words as I go. The moment I speak the first word, I become enthused. There is no way you can sit in church and be like a rock. You have got to be enthused about it. When the word comes, oh. Hallelujah. Amen. You feel a fire being started up in your bones. Hallelujah. Amen. Until you feel you want to say amen. You want to leave that world. Hallelujah. God help us. God help us if you are not enthused, then there is something wrong. You are not enthused about going to church. You are not enthused about playing the piano. You are not enthused about, uh, you know, uh, saying amen in the church, hearing the word. You are not enthused about doing your duties as a deacon or something. How do you know that somebody is not enthused? When they only do what they were told to do. Yeah. Why didn't this? Nobody, nobody told me. Even when I told me, I was telling Pastor, you know, I arrived at the church. I was surprised. I found the church that day. Sister, brother, you found the church that day. And you are complaining. It's a big opportunity for you. You need to be enthused. Oh, the church is better today. And I'm the first one. Hallelujah. Where's the broom? Where's the rack? Oh, let me check this blessing. And you are doing it when you're enthused. Give your church contributions. For the land. And they pass the bag. The pastor says, give the best you can. Don't put anything. Give the best. Even I had 20,000. I didn't have change. But the silver pushed me too much. Let me just give it. It would be better if he did not give it. 
Be enthused. Chamuka. Have enthusiasm. Even in giving, the Bible says God loves a cheerful person. Enjoyment. Hallelujah. Amen. Sowing in the morning. Sowing seeds of kindness. Sowing in the noontime. And the dewy is. Oh, and help me now. In that we shall come rejoicing, bringing. Come on now, rejoice with me. Oh, bringing in the sheep. Oh, hallelujah. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheep. Come on now, bringing in the sheep. Hallelujah, bringing in the sheep. Oh, we shall come rejoicing. They pass the bar. When you put what you have, you don't do it. When you are like, Do what you do for the Lord when you are cheerful. And you watch the blessing fall. Watch your life prosper. Watch things change for you. We are not here to try life. We are here to live a life. This is a better life than Hitler's life. This is a better life than Hitler's life. It's a better life than Mussolini's life. It's a better life than any leaders that have ever been. It's a better life than being a president. It's a better life than being a prime minister. It's a better life than being anything in the world. I would rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I would rather have Jesus than all the creatures of the world. I would rather have Jesus Hallelujah. Amen. Than to be a king. Of a big kingdom. Jesus. Do we mean that? Are we enthused by that? If we are not enthused by that, then something is wrong. You got just not to say. We got just not to say. Well, last month I was pretty well enthused. But I don't know now. There is something wrong somewhere. You've got to be enthused all the time. And just keep punching. Hallelujah. Just keep punching. It's the devil. Trying to get to you. He's trying to get you. So keep trying. Keep punching. How many are boxers here? Hallelujah. Brother, you good in boxing. 
Keep punching. Don't punch your brother. Punch the devil. By the life you live. And I will will read a little bit down here and finish the quote and then finish the service. Like I always liked our last president, Mr. Eisenhower. I had a great admiration for General Eisenhower. He said, when we were fighting, he said, there is many times we picked up a shell and threw it into the gun. And and pulled the hammer on it and let her fall and just snapped. It didn't go off. Said, we didn't surrender. Said, you know, your enemy is there. And you're putting it in and you, you, you oh, you're torching up. My enemy, I am here. I am surrendering. We didn't surrender. We might have put it in another one. And snapped too. Said we didn't give up. And I tell you, church, don't give up. If you lose something, don't give up. If you fell somewhere, don't give up. If you are not successful somewhere, don't give in. Don't no retreat. No surrender. We kept on snapping. Till the one went home. That's it. That's the way to win the war. Keep trying. Keep trying. I said keep trying. Hallelujah. Amen. When you pray the first time. And a miracle didn't come. Keep trying. When you don't receive the Holy Ghost. Keep trying. When things seemed it would not change. When it seemed you would not change. When it seemed things would not work out. I tell you in the name of the Lord too. Keep trying my brother. Keep trying my sister. Keep trying. Tell somebody keep trying. Oh say it with enthusiasm. Say it with enthusiasm. Keep trying. Hallelujah. If they are not hearing, tap on them. Tell well, them, keep trying. Tell them, come on. Do you believe in church? Keep trying. Throw the shell in. And pull it. He said, you got a purpose. You got a target to hit. Hallelujah. We have a purpose as a church. We are not just here. Hallelujah. Amen. Whether two people come, I will preach with enthusiasm. Whether one hundred people are here, I will preach with enthusiasm. Because we have a target to hit. We have a purpose to hit. And as an individual, the same thing, the same way. We don't need to give up. We have to keep trying. Hallelujah as a family. Maybe you tried to start a business and it didn't work out. Maybe you 
Don't give up. Stop speaking those words of giving up. Uh, 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 I can do all things. So your language needs to change. Keep trying. Have enthusiasm in what you are doing. Hallelujah. Amen. We have got a purpose. And the prophet tells you, you got a purpose. You have got a target to hit. And if it don't go off, throw it out. If that first one Throw it out. Throw another one in. And try again. Because this gun really works. Throw it out. And throw another one. Throw it in. And try it again. Till one goes off. There is one of them that, that's, that's alive. And one of them will go off. But that's the way we got to do. Just keep firing away. Firing away. Firing away. Firing away. Firing away. Firing away. Until something happens. Hallelujah. Amen, Lord. That happens. For my life. For your life. For your business. For your business. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. For your business. For what you are doing. Keep firing. Keep firing. How many believe that with all their Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't say. I will not make it. I can't make it. Things can't work. That is as a church and as an individual. As a church, we have a purpose. As a church, we have a purpose. What is our purpose? To find every last one. Don't think, don't even try to think that this is a failing church. Take that out of your Take it even out of your vocabulary. We know where we are going. Myself and the ministers here. We have a purpose. And we are going to hit the target. Will you join us? Will you stand with us? We are going to hit the target. Whether the devil likes it or not. We have to preach this message. That is our purpose. There is a life that is going to be changed. Many message churches receive only converted believers. And they call that end time evangelism. From one church to another. I don't believe that. Let us be a beacon of hope to the hopeless. Let us be a a purpose that will change others. Years ago, 
Minje jise. In Addis Ababa. Eh, um, Addis. Uh, we went and walked on the road. Tragen and Tamla Kungudu. We found a young man on the road, on the streets. Natuzulo Mvukali Kulugudu. He was going his way. Tambula Bibie. He was going his way. Tambula Bibie. Myself and Brother Paul, in the Uganda, Paul had found our life's purpose. And that was to live for the Lord. And to preach this message. This young man was on the streets walking his way. Having his own plans. Having his own life. But then one day. We reached him. Approached him. Talked to him. He was very secular. He didn't know God. He didn't know the Bible. He did not know how to pray. So we were biased. Because all the people we are meeting were Protestants. Meaning they were Pentecostals. So you can debate with them. Some things you agree, some you disagree. And then finally you win them over to the Christ. The full truth. They get baptized. But this one was different. Very different. Like so we left him, came back, to, came back to our country. When I went back to Ethiopia, that was the second trip, the third trip, in 2014, I felt in my heart, why not follow up with that man? Just meet him. Talk with him. Share the word. Might be a younger man having his own desires. He was one who was just dressing like that. They don't, you know, for us, we are from church, we are used to dressing like my brother here. You know, a coat and a tie like Martin. Martin. Oh, then you feel good when you see someone like that. But this one was dressing putting something and then putting a t-shirt there. So things are just going like so he would walk. You know, like that. So I did not carry with him. Like I felt in my heart. There is a purpose. Why not follow up with Here's what I always prayed. If God sent me to this country, there is a purpose. I don't know who, but God will call someone. Now, first when we went to Ethiopia, I thought that maybe God will lead us and use us to convert one pastor in, in the Pentecostals into the knowledge of the truth and then they can preach this message. It didn't work out. It wasn't God's way. God always doesn't want man to receive any glory. God starts, builds something from nothing. 
but all the time most of the time people love and people enjoy things which are already built listen don't be distracted I'm, I'm concluding here people love things which are big people love things which are beautiful but I don't know its beginning no one is interested in going in the beginning Praise the Lord. Come Listen, church, I'm giving you my burden this morning. Hallelujah. And uh, this brother, we continued with him. We would come together in our room. Myself and the two or three people. And we would begin to pray. This brother would just look at us. How did I know? Because one day, as we were praying, you know, you like you would open your eyes like you clean them. Because me, I close my eyes when I'm praying. I open my eyes and I saw him looking at us. I see properly. I looked at him. He was just there. Scanning around. And so it was like a dagger in my heart. Again, I went to pray. I said, oh, God, help this. Help. And when we finish prayer, we usually say, if you have any questions, ask. And then from that, we can begin sharing the word. And in this brother, ask the question that I will never forget. He asked the question and said, how do they pray? Honestly speaking, I did not know how to answer that question. I knew how to pray. I had learned how to pray. But I had never thought that anyone would ask me that question. Is there a procedure of learning how to pray? I'm emotional because I'm looking there and now. And, uh, then I told him Mugamba, uh, 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 I was fidgeting with my words because I did not know how to answer. But I thank the Lord Jesus. Because he said when they ask you don't worry what you will say. Because I put words in your as I was just fumbling with words and opening my mouth, he spoke to me. And he said, the Lord is praying. I said, yeah, I'll show you how to pray. The Bible and I opened the Lord is praying. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. As it is done in heaven. Forgive us today. And as we went through each line, I'll tell you for sure, I preached about the Lord's Prayer for one and a half hour. Like I've never done before. It wasn't my sermon. 
It was the sermon of the Holy Spirit. Even me, myself, I learned how to pray. Then. And that brother, as we moved on and to, to live to another house, it was an apartment. How, you know, you know, an apartment, you know, apartment. Apartment. So um, there were people living under us. That brother, slowly by slowly, he to the anointing of prayer. He to the anointing of prayer. And eventually, became a prayer warrior. People would literally come from downstairs and come to us and say, You are shouting for us. Can you please calm your voice? That brother was a politician. He was already registered in one of the political parties. But he hears something that changed his mind and heart. He went there. I did not know. He had hid it from me. But he was doing it. So when he went there, and they told them, you have to be ready to die for your party. If you are not ready, you are not qualified to be a member. Ah. So he came back home thinking about that. <laughs> We were sharing the apartment. And in that room, I saw him troubled. I reached out to him. I said, what is wrong? No, no problem. Everything is wrong. Really? What is really happening? Then he opened up after a while. There's something troubling me. And well, as he was speaking, I noticed that people were speaking to him. So I was inspired to speak to him without knowing exactly what was the precise problem. And I started talking to him, preaching, preaching to him, brother, when you receive this message, it has power to change. But it cannot change you until you are ready to totally surrender. And I told him, you must be ready even to die for this. And I told him, brother Banam said, anything not worth Dying for is not worth living for. And it seemed something has smitten him. And I asked him what happened. He said, That's exactly what was troubling. Where I have been. He not narrated to me how he had joined this political party. He showed me the card and everything. He said, but because the Lord has spoken to me, from today, I'm no longer going back there. I would rather give my life to Jesus than to my political party. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know where that brother is now? He's the pastor of the church. Addis Ababa. Addis Ababa. It's the main church in the country now. We had a convention in that church. 
more than a hundred people came. All believers of this message. In the time I've been in Ethiopia, a total of about 20 plus people have been baptized. This is going now across the country. It's going, it's going on in, uh, in, in, in Addis Ababa. It's going on in Awasa. It's going on in another new city now. The revival fires is going across. But what if I had not answered my life's purpose? What if others who went did not? What if Brother Paul did not? What if my wife did not? What if she said, if you're going to go there, I will not be with you? Church of God. I want to impress it upon you today. There is a purpose. I would I have this desire in my heart. Let this fellowship however little or big it will be let it be a lighthouse for the hungering souls for the people who do not know the Lord yet let them come and find Jesus let them come and walk in our atmosphere let us be receptive let us be loving. Let us manifest the life of Christ. Let us show them that there is a better life. Who will go for the lost sinners? Who will go for the lost and dying? Who will do that? Only they that will find their life's purpose. Let us stand on our feet. Lord Jesus, living in this life, that nothing counts but what we did for you. The life we did for you. The souls we impacted. Those who were in sin. Those who were dying. Those that we touched. People we loved. Even when they were not worthy of our love. But yet we are able to show them that there is a better life. That they can live a better life. My prayer today, Lord Jesus, for this fellowship, Lord, for every believer here, Lord Jesus, is that you will give them that inspiration, Lord. That they will know they can impact someone. They can live for somebody. They can manifest the life of Jesus Christ. 
that their life can change someone forever and set them on a new course forever and that this will not end here but it will be in the world to come seeing our prophet brother Branham and how he went beyond the garden of time and he met sisters and brothers and there was one that came and hugged him a precious sister and said oh brother brother God bless you if it wasn't for you I would not be here and she was a very young lady and she hugged him because there is nothing like feeling sexual feelings there. And he didn't even realize who she is. And he asked her, who are you? He said, I was the old woman you led to the Lord. Everyone in heaven will be young forever. We'll be young again. We'll be strong forever. We'll be holy forever. There will be no sin there. There will be no disappointments there. Oh Lord Jesus, while we are living on this earth, between these two powers, help us to impact someone life. Help us to live a life that would rather pull people to you than pushing them to the devil. A life that will be loving. A life that will be the salt of the earth. Not the sugar of the earth. But a salt of the earth. That will make the people have a reason to live. That will make the people believe that there is a reason that they can live. Because they can live for Jesus. Because they can live for you. I'm praying for every one of us that you'll give them the life of purpose. That I will not only live for drink and water and sleeping. But they will live for you. They will know their time they will not prostitute even their time that they will use their time for you Every one of you. 
I request that each of us close our eyes at this time. And I would like to bring a proposition to you. Why wouldn't you decide? a purpose-driven life from today. So that all your life's decisions will be based on that purpose that you have. Because the choice. But here is what I promise you. The moment you make that decision, 
and you start walking in your purpose even if all hell assailed you they cannot overcome you so you have Jesus Christ covering you for everything yes. do I have one or two three or four here today that will raise up their hand and say Lord I, I want to live a purpose driven life God bless you God bless you God sees your hand where you have your hand up let's, let's pray I'll pray for you every eye closed Lord Jesus this is a very special moment for me to lead men to you those who want to live a purpose-driven Lord, I as your unworthy servant I bring them to you I pray that you will help them, Lord Jesus. To live a purpose-driven life. Give them grace. Give them overcoming power. Even if all hell will assail them. Let them overcome. Let them realize you are with them. Hallelujah. Even as David said, For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For the Lord walketh beside me. David was walking in his purpose. He was walking and leading a purpose-driven life. And he believed you were walking beside him. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, you were with him. You never forsook him. You are not going to forsake this one. Even when they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will walk beside them. I said, You will walk beside them. I believe it, Lord. And I pray that they receive it. That you will walk beside them. And they will live an overcoming life. They will live a life of testimony. Bless each one. Bless every brother, every sister. And especially the ministers, Lord. That minister in this fellowship, Lord. Help us, oh God. That we may have a purpose-driven life. That we may not look at the struggle. But we may look at the goal. That our eyes will be fixed on the goal. We will look at the goal. At the price of the mark of the iconic in Christ. We will see what you are going to do. We will see what is coming. We will see what you have promised us. And we will believe it is possible to them that believe. Even now you are changing lives. I believe in this service, Lord. You are changing a life. You are touching a soul. You are delivering a soul. Oh, God. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit just come down into their soul. And 
Lord. Chigende and it works. It works for me. It has worked for many here. It can work for that one that is laboring and desiring. Grant it, Lord. Grant it, Lord. Hallelujah. Saints, as we still have our heads bowed, eyes closed, I do not know. I, I just feel an immense anointing of the Holy Spirit here. I know that God is changing someone's heart. That's what it is. That's what it is. So let's give it a moment before we break the anointing, before we break the atmosphere. Let's just give it a moment. If you are laboring in your heart, you have all the time now to break out forth before him and meet Jesus Christ. He's not far away from where we are here. He is here. Whatever prayer you pray in your heart, it will be answered. That is with full assurance. With full assurance. Make up your mind. Let him lead you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Praise your name, O Jehovah. Praise your name, O Lord Jesus. Praise your name, O King of Kings. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be honored. You are worthy. You deserve all the glory. You deserve all the honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus, who is present here with us, who changes life still, who delivers life still. Oh, Jesus Christ, we desire that you come down and do what no man can do. Grant it, Lord. Thank you for changing that life. Thank you for touching that life, Lord. Thank you for moving in their hearts, for giving them a conviction that they will not shy away from what you're doing in their soul, but they will walk right to it and say, Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I want it. Lord, I'm ready for it. Lord, 